Well, welcome to the Alexander Baptist Church podcast. My name is Craig, and it's a real privilege for me to be the pastor of ABC. I wonder if you can remember reading fairy tales as a child. Perhaps you were read them by your parent or maybe your grandparent. Maybe you've even read fairy tales to your own children. You know, over the last 200 years, fairy tales have been embedded in the collective consciousness of Western culture, and, and for good reason. You know, fairy tales capture the interest of children and adults alike. And they're not just an interesting story, they often teach lessons of virtue and character. One of the most well-known writers of fairy tales was a man called Hans Christian Andersen. He was a Danish author who lived in the 19th century, and during his lifetime, he wrote over 200 fairy tales, which have been translated into over 125 languages. And perhaps you've heard of and maybe even read some of his most famous fairy tales. He wrote The Emperor's New Clothes, about a king who's tricked by con men to walk through his town naked. Or The Princess and the Pea, about a princess who's so sensitive she can feel a pea through 20 mattresses. He also wrote Thumbelina, about the adventures of a very small girl. And he wrote The Ugly Duckling, about a little bird which is bullied, but eventually realises its true identity. Now, on one occasion, Hans Christian Andersen was asked to describe life, and he said this, Life is the most wonderful fairy tale. I wonder if you'd agree with that. You know, when we look at the world that we're in, particularly the pain and the pressure that people experience, it's easy to think that Anderson was just a dreamer, that he was just stuck in his own imaginary world. But the truth is, Hans Christian Anderson actually had a very difficult life, faced a number of challenges. He was born into a very poor family, and his father died when he was quite young. He had little formal education, he left school when he was 14, and, and worked in a factory where he was humiliated by the adult workers. In fact, when he was an adult, he suffered from a number of phobias and severe depression from time to time. As a writer, he initially struggled to get recognition for his work. He had few friends, and over the years, he was rejected by all the women that he fell in love with. And you know, when you look at those challenges that he faced, it's, it's ironic that Hans Christian Andersen would describe life as a wonderful fairy tale, when it seems that his own life was anything but wonderful. There's another person who experienced multiple challenges through their life, and his name was Peter. 2,000 years ago, Peter was one of the first followers of Jesus Christ. And if you've read his story in the Bible, you'll know some of the challenges that Peter had to endure. But after he experienced the teaching and the transformation of Jesus, Peter emerged as one of the key leaders in the early Christian church. In fact, in that role, he had to make some difficult decisions, decisions which expanded his own traditions and ideas. And according to the historical record, those life experiences really shaped Peter into a great man, a man of humility, a man of generosity, and a leader who cared deeply for people. And perhaps that's why, in the round about the year 64 AD, Peter wrote a letter to some Christians who were living in the area which is now modern-day Turkey. See, at the time, Nero was the emperor of the Roman Empire. And a great fire had just destroyed over two-thirds of the city of Rome. 
And so Nero blamed the Christians for starting this fire. And he launched a violent campaign against the church. Christians were arrested and tested for their faith. And those who refused to give up their belief in Jesus were brutally executed. And so you can appreciate that at that time, Christians were anxious. They were unsettled. They were unsure about the future. And so in the midst of those difficult times, Peter writes to Christians across the Roman Empire to offer them comfort, to offer them clarity. And as we read through the letter, we see Peter just reminding his readers that the Christian life is both eternal and earthly. And you know, I think that's a truth that is timely for us too now in the difficult circumstances that we're facing. So let's see what Peter writes. The letter is recorded in the Bible. It's in the second half of the Bible, known as the New Testament, near the end of the New Testament. And the letter is called 1 Peter. It's the first recorded letter of Peter. So please, if you have a Bible, I'd love you to read along with me. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised, raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Obviously we're not experiencing the same level of persecution and pain as those initial recipients of Peter's letter, but nevertheless I think we are living in tumultuous times. You know this ongoing lockdown across society and across our economy is unlike anything any of us have experienced in our lifetime. And that's why Peter reminds his readers that for the Christian Life is eternal. You'll see there in verse 4, Peter says, We have a priceless inheritance. We have a promise secured in heaven. The Christian can have hope for the future because of what Jesus has done. And two weeks ago, we remembered Easter, the celebration of Jesus rising from the grave, of Jesus defeating death. And through his power, Jesus offers freedom and fullness for everyone who believes. And that's why Peter encourages Christians to be truly glad in verse 6. In the future, we will experience joy that is wonderful. In the penultimate chapter of the Bible, uh, we get a glimpse of this eternal life with God. Revelation chapter 21 lists uh, a bunch of promises that heaven will be a place where there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, and no more pain. These things will be wiped away. They will be gone forever. And that's the hope we can hang on to. 
in the midst of our troubles and our trials, we have this promise of joy, this promise of hope, this perspective of eternal life. You might be thinking, well, that's great, something to look forward to, really, really exciting, but what about now? I need something to get through the challenges that I'm facing here and now. And you know, Peter, he was realistic enough to recognize that everyday life can be a struggle. In fact, when he wrote this letter, he'd faced many challenges of his own. That's why he recognizes that Christians have to endure many trials for a little while in verse 6. And maybe that line resonates with you. Perhaps you're feeling isolated because of these social restrictions. Perhaps your employment's changed. You're under financial pressure. You have health concerns. It just seems like these trials and these troubles are just piling on top. But look at what he says in the next line. in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. You know, Peter indicates that these trials are actually a test of our faith. In fact, he compares the difficulties that we face to the refining process that gold goes through. Recently, I read about a, a school which took a class trip to a workshop. And at that workshop, they saw a goldsmith refining gold. And so the goldsmith explained to the class that he had to heat the gold to a certain temperature so all the impurities could be skimmed off. One little boy was just fascinated with this whole process and he asked the goldsmith, how do you know when the gold is hot enough? And the goldsmith looked at this little boy and he said this in reply. He said, I know it's pure when I can see my reflection in the gold. And maybe the trials that you're going through are actually an opportunity for God's image to be reflected in your life. These challenges that you're experiencing are perhaps a chance for the fruit of the Holy Spirit to flourish. And right now could be your moment to live and love like Jesus. That's certainly the encouragement that Peter gives his readers. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. You know, one defining characteristic of those first Christians was that they lived differently to the rest of Roman society. The Christians rejected the pagan gods, and as a result, they were excluded from social events and activities. They were isolated from their families and their friends because they chose to be holy. And you can see that Peter's advice about being dedicated to God's holy ways is actually very practical. In verse 13, Peter writes that we are to prepare our minds to exercise self-control. What have you been filling your mind with during lockdown? You know, with all this extra time, many people have said they're going to do a whole lot of jobs around the house, or they're going to 
learn a language or learn a new skill or do some baking or some artwork or some gardening. Now, all of those are, are great things to do, but have you also taken this extra time to invest in your heart and your mind? Have you been in touch with God through regular prayer? Have you been reading the Bible to glean some principles and some perspectives? Have you been working in some spiritual habits into your daily routine? Have you checked out some of the resources we've provided on the ABC website and the Facebook page? You know, this extra time is, is a great opportunity to invest in our earthly life. In fact, if I could echo Peter's words in verse 15, this is a chance for us to do our best to be holy in everything we do. And you need to know that being holy is not sitting on a rock in some sort of meditative pose and just constantly praying. The Bible describes God as valuing mercy and justice and caring deeply for people. So if we're going to be holy the way God is holy, then mercy and justice and caring for people are going to be important practices for us. And actually holiness is really practical. Holiness is rolling up our sleeves and bringing hope and help to people in the same way God has to us. So this week I just really want to encourage you to check in on your family, your friends, your neighbours, see how you could help them. You know, I believe that over the next few weeks are going to be pretty tough for people. There's going to be some big decisions around jobs, around finances, around future plans. That's all starting to kick in now. And maybe just a simple phone call from you to let someone know that you care because God cares. Well, that's how Peter wraps up this section of his letter. He reminds his readers that God does indeed care. 1 Peter chapter 1 starting at verse 21. Through Christ you have come to trust in God, and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth, so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal, living Word of God. I don't know about you, but I reckon those six sentences just capture the essence of the Christian faith. Christians can put their trust in God because of what Jesus has done. And when we do that, we are cleansed of our sins. And we show that we are making a choice to be holy through our love for each other. And because of that, we are born again into a new life, a life forever with God. See, that's the hope that the Christian can hang on to. Hope now for our earthly life and for the future too, with an eternal life. And I wonder if that's maybe why Hans Christian Andersen described life as a wonderful fairy tale. You know, despite the hardships that he'd endured, despite the challenges that he'd faced, he put his trust in God. And several years before he died, Hans Christian Andersen wrote these words to a friend. The disharmony of life is that we can only see a small part of our lives, namely our time here on earth. There must be a continued life, an eternal life with God. You know, Hans Christian Andersen knew that God was the ultimate storyteller. And God was not writing some imaginary fairy tale. 
He's writing the true record of history, a story which will bring glory to God and life to his people. And you know what's amazing? You're invited to be part of that story. You have the opportunity to live your earthly life and your eternal life with God. That is truly wonderful. Hey, I'd invite you to join with me uh, as we pray. God, we put our trust in you. In the midst of these tumultuous times, you bring hope and help when we need it most. And we just ask for your strength for the trials and troubles that we face in our earthly lives, that just like pure gold, your image would be reflected in and through us, that we would be holy in all we do. Amen. Hey, thanks heaps for listening. If you've got any questions or if we can help in any way, feel free to get in touch via the Alexander Baptist web- website, alexbaptist.co.nz, or our Facebook page, search for Alexander Baptist Church NZ. You know, I just want to encourage you to don't just listen to this. Do something that reminds you of God's truth. And I'd love to invite you to get onto the Alexander Baptist Church Facebook page if you can, and uh, maybe post post a photo or, or write a comment about what reminds you of our earthly life and our eternal life. Really look forward to seeing what you come up with. And may God bless you heaps this week.